0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: This episode of the Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers, who we call the Super Ranters. Who are the Super Ranters, you ask? Well... The Super Ranters have their own Sun Ranto RSS feed, and they get the show early and ad-free delivered right to their inbox or podcatcher. Super Ranters get bonus content, like the recording of tonight's post-show conversation. They get exclusive access to the Super Ranters' Facebook page and private Discord channel, which we plan on using a ton this season. Our Patreon patrons—they're eligible for all of our SunRanto contests, like the Super Rancher of the Month and SunRanto Scavenger Hunts. At the five-dollar level, Super Ranchers get to hear all my Cubs parody songs and download them before the rest of the world. Ten-dollar Super Ranchers are recognized by name at the end of our live shows and will have access to our Cubs Daily Show starting this coming season. Details on that to come. Twelve dollars gets you the Rancher calendar, and you can even place an advertisement about anything you want at some of the higher levels. Super Ranchers—they even get access to our show notes and the pics and videos we use to produce the live show. Comes in real handy during the season if you want to know about the pitching matchups and the stuff we looked up. Plus, and this is important, ten percent. Of all of the Patreon money goes directly to the Lost Boys Baseball Club, which uses baseball to help decrease violence and improve the social conditions for young people in Chicago. Because it is one of Sunranto's main missions to serve our community, and that's how we do it. It's how you do it when you subscribe. Here's the thing it costs money and lots of time to produce a great Cubs fan show. And frankly, a penny a download from podcast advertisers like gambling syndicates and dick pill companies is not enough to keep the Sun Ranter Show on the air. We've got hosting fees, streaming fees, equipment that we have to buy, tickets, beer, batteries, guitar strings. It all adds up. So become a super ranter at patreon.com. Forward slash Sunranto and become a part of our Patreon family for the 2022 season and help us produce the Sunranto Show. Final plea if you'd buy each one of us a $12 beer at Wrigley Field for just performing the Sunranto Show for you, then join us at the $3 level. It's that simple. Three bucks a month, we each get a beer at Wrigley. Patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto. Don't make me say it again. If you subscribe today, you'll never have to hear me ask you to become a patreon patron or a super ranter again. So stop making me waste your time. Sign up for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com forward slash sunranto. Please join today. Cubby, blue blood flowing through our, flowing through our Sitting veins Sitting in the bleachers in the Sitting rain in the in We the shed rain. a million tears and drank as many old-style beers out at the game Let's go Cubby, Sunrento With Michael, Sunrento And Crawley, Son And the love of a loser Son With Michael, Sunrento And Crawley, Sunrento And the love of a loser Son
2: ranto! Son
1: ranto! Oh, Michael, your voice sounds half a pound thinner. I, I was, uh, Welcome to the Sun Ranto Show, the currently uh, two-thirds dieting Sun Ranto Show. My name's Danny Rocket. That was the voice of Michael Cotton that you just heard screaming in your ears. And less Crawley is here Michael too.
2: Cotton, by the way. What did? would you say? Less of a Michael Cotton.
1: Yeah, a little less Michael Cotton. Losing. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about our Sun Ranto uh, weight loss competition. Uh, this show is, of course, brought to you by our one hundred and six. Patreon supporters, uh, if you want to be a part of it, uh, well, Patreon.com/sunranto and you can join the family. Uh, tonight on the Sunranto Show, uh, we're going to talk about the baseball negotiations, uh, the Hall of Fame inductees and or inductee and non-inductees. Uh, a is going to have robot umpires. We have a new worst cub of all time, at least as a person. And I'm going to try to sell you NFTs for a third straight week. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but first, before we get into it, into it, uh, this is going great. Uh, Cub, Cub Doggy won last week the Chance for a Chance. Uh, you see, he was the winner of our uh, giveaway. And what are we giving away? We're giving away a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me. And all you have to do is type into the chat. This is only for the live watchers of the show. We do this every week now. Uh, You type in hashtag chance. I believe you need a capital C. I don't know. Uh, That's how I put it. Hashtag chance into the chat. And you can win a Frank Chance postcard and a message from yours truly. Um, So uh, Cubs are doing something right. Crawley, you brought to our attention that the Cubs – have uh, been holding a prospect camp. And uh, tell us all about it, Carly. What, what do they got going on?
3: Yeah, that was in The Athletic, and it was written by Shahad of, Sarma, uh, Shahad of Sharma and uh, Patrick Mooney. And, you know, we've been kind of busting the balls. Where I, One thing I kind of always kept bringing up is when Theo first came, they were on, like, the forefront, the cutting edge of, of of innovations. And then all of a sudden it seems like they kind of got lax, you know, and then all of a sudden they kind of fell back into that middle of the pack just do what everybody else is doing. Don't be the first to do something. And so what the Cubs are doing is that in, my prediction is that the Cubs will be in the top five farm system by the end of the year. And if you take a look at the young players, like 18 to 22, I would put them in the top two farm systems. There's a ton of talent coming up. So they're having a prospect camp where they're paying for the room, the board, the food, the instructions for all the minor leaguers. And you would think to yourself, okay, that everyone should do that, but it's not an industry standard. And so the Cubs put that in the budget. We're going to work with all these young kids. They have a lot of really good young talent. We're going to pay the instructors to go out there to teach them. We're going to make sure that they have food, they can train, and and they don't have to worry about housing. So all of that is taken care of.
2: Well, and, you know, by the way, it's, Almost what we've been actually talking about on this show for years—the you know the market inefficiency is minor leaguers getting paid and being able to train all winter rather than going and working at or, or being an Uber driver for you know 15 hours a day and or working at McDonald's or doing these other jobs that they have to do to make ends meet. Because they don't get paid in the off season, and it's, it's they don't get paid job. much in the regular season.
1: Yeah, it's a full time job now. I mean, you've got to know so much, you know, when and you it, think about the analytics and what they've come into the game. Like the homework got, you know, pretty intense. I think for a lot of these guys, so it makes sense to me that if you would take, especially your top prospects, and you would put them into camp all winter long, be like. Go have Christmas with your family. And after January 1st, your ass is ours And because we want to develop you. And I, why they weren't doing that before is beyond me, but I'm glad they're doing it now. And, we, and you got
3: to remember –
2: we've is, been talking about it for years. Yeah. Right? How many prospects they, do they lose over the winter just because they come back in and they're out of shape and maybe they're not so good or they have a lot of other things on their minds, you know, but, like, this situation that Crawley is laying out here, they're not even getting, like, a paycheck – but just having all their shit
3: taken care of for the entire winter is helpful. And, and Theo always brought up the concept of the next great Cubs team. And the last great Cubs team came up together as young kids. All of those guys were up together, always competing with each other. I remember Theo, when, when they used to have the season ticket holder uh, state of the team in October, because the Cubs always were knocked out like right away. They always were done. And, and, they, and Theo told this story how like all these awesome players would run up the hill and Mesa up the mountain and they would chant, the Cubs are coming, the Cubs, because like, like, you know, no one was expecting anything out of them in like 2014, 2015, 2013, 2014. And so it's the same thing where you build that camaraderie and the, the unity. And so, um, I have some friends, some photographers, um, that are out in Arizona. They've been taking some great pictures, and Focus, John Antonoff, uh, Rich Beasterfield, a bunch of people are taking pictures. Out there is literally a who's who's of prospects. So Brendan Davis, out there. Guy looks jacked right now. To
2: be fair, he lives there.
3: Blue, blue, <laughs> blue Friday was one of the worst days for Cub fans. It may turn out to be, in the long run, one of the best days because there is a lot of talent and the U. Darvish trade. All that stuff that we said, hey, we gave up a season. It may come back to you know prove everybody wrong because a lot of these guys, Peter Crowe, Jay- Armstrong – Peter Crow Armstrong's Caleb, there. We got them from uh, the Mets for Javi Baez. Cole Franklin's there. He's one of the top uh, pitching prospects in the system. Had a shoulder injury last year, so he's trying to make up some time. DJ Hertz, reigning minor league pitcher of the year. Ed Howard is there. Um, Owen Cassie and Reginald Presidio from the UDarvish trade. Kevin yeah. Alcantara for the Rizzo trade. Uh, Caleb Killiam, who they got for the Chris Bryant trade, he threw a no-hitter. Uh, they're all there, man. So everybody that pretty much was – Gotten from those last trades, plus a couple uh, draft play, players the Cubs drafted, they're there. So I mean, oh, I'm kind of like itchy. Not I'm pissed. I'm not there right now.
1: Yeah, well, it's good they get some eyeballs on them too, you know, because these guys were not developed by the by the Cubs or drafted by them. They get most of these dudes they got via trade, and it's good that they just take a little extra time with them, especially for somebody that's uh, maybe still in recovery, like Pete Crow Armstrong, who was injured all last year. So, well, I'll tell you who will not be on the next great Cubs team is a guy that the Cubs just signed. There was a signing, gentlemen, and the guy actually does have a little bit of major league experience. But we and we got um, Eric Yardley, a submariner, or as Michael Cotton likes to call him, a submariner.
2: Submariner. That's right. <laughs>
1: But uh, he's right in the Cubs' wheelhouse because he's 31 years old and he's cheap. And um, he did he had a cup of coffee with the uh, Brewers, but, like, look at this long minor league career that he's had, Eric Yardley. I mean, listen, I'm a sucker for a guy that throws sidearmed. you know, just out of that it's cool, I think. You know, that's about it, I think. But as far as that goes it, is that it's cool. Most of the time, I don't know if it's – Completely beneficial, but I do like it. Um, what do you think of uh, picking up a guy like this? Think think he'll break the roster?
3: You know, I mean, they're just guys. You always need those guys on the roster. You yeah, never know who guys. you're going to trade, what, what you're going to do. They're just guys. They're not. Any, it's not anything to really get that excited about.
1: Uh, he started in 2013, it looks like, and uh, within the Padres organization. Then he was with Milwaukee, where he actually came up for a little bit. And I'm going to put up his major league numbers here. Uh, yeah, I mean, not much. It, the most he ever had was uh, in 2020, actually, uh, 23 innings pitched for the Brewers. So we did see him. Um, ended up with a uh, ERA of 154, so we did well in those innings. Um, and then, and that—that's the year he actually ended up pitching in the playoffs for them. So he has playoff experience, boys. So get <laughs> And then last year in 17 games, he had a 6.75 earned run average. And it uh, didn't go quite as well for him. So, right. you know, just
3: we'll, we'll, just we'll bodies that got. they're picking up in case they need it. But it's not it's nothing. Like I said, I, I I'm at the point where I'm much more excited with what's going on in Arizona rather than what's going on with the transaction wire right now.
1: Yeah. Uh, John Vasquez says he's the new Steve Shishak. Could be. I mean, except for that Steve Sheeshack could give you 75
3: innings a year. And then this guy. 75 innings a year, more like a month when Joe Madden was managing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 75 innings fucking a year. What are you talking <laughs> about, dude? Yeah. Hey, you want to start?
1: <laughs> so um, yeah, let's get into the negotiations because that's kind of the big, some of the big news of the moment. Um, I mean, they met and there was a little bit of optimism. Were you guys optimistic at all? I mean, to see if like just from the news that came out, the players no. dropped the six years. <laughs> they said, All right, we're not we're not gonna ask for six years anymore. We'll give it a five. So that was a little bit of a give back, one of their three main tenants. But you, Michael, you say no, you're not, you're still not optimistic. You still feel like the season's gonna get canceled. No, game. I mean what the owner said they would do, by the way, as part of
2: this every, whole thing. Everybody's getting so excited, they're like, oh, the pace is picking up. Blah, blah, blah. Guess what? Uh the pace is picking up on my diet too. I'm not optimistic about that either. Just because the fucking pace is picking up doesn't mean a goddamn thing.
3: Um, I, I would disagree. I would say that you know it, it's a shit ton better than not talking. Okay, nothing gets done two when you don't talk. Two days in a row,
2: two right? So you, row. you're sitting here,
3: you're talking, you're me you're, right, you're two making,
2: days in a row. Why did it? Why did we have to wait till the end of fucking January for that what, to happen? No, I'm, is, I'm with you. All right, it's. I, I agree, Carly. It's better than what they were doing before,
1: but what the I mean, fuck? technically what you're the pace has picked up.
3: One of the things that's always kind of been tough is that the players, if you—if there was to be a knock on the players, is that they kind of looked more out after the veterans than the young guys. Do you get what I mean? So, like, when the players were at the negotiating table, you always kind of took care of the guys that have always been there, the older guys, and it was always the young guys getting screwed. Um, I think this time around I'm seeing that the players are more advocating for the younger players, and so I think that it, that that's a benefit. I mean, I think that it's not going to hurt – it's not going to help guys like Schwindel and Wisdom, but it is going to help the younger players that are out there. Well, that's so –
1: The other thing I, off the table, the age-related free agency too. That's off the I – I, I, I was just going to say, table, but.
3: Crawley, you're right. It did
2: look like that, but now it looks like – Oh, well, let's fucking throw the young players under the bus. So it looks like we're doing something. I'm frustrated by that. Like they needed to change that shit. That, that had to be like the fucking thing that needed to happen. They were happen never going
1: to, yeah, but they would have had to strike. They would have, or just you know, kept being locked out. They would have had to do it, and I just all, don't all know day long. Will. They they yeah. should strike because that was just strike. a non starter. It was just a non starter for the owners. So if they wanted to have a season at all, they had to get rid of that. And that was think, obviously uh, that was the first thing they got rid of. So you right.
2: know, right? And that's what I'm saying. The the older players, they're already in there. They're they're like, we got to get back to work. Fuck those younger players. Like that thing, we're not going to worry about it. I think that league. that was yeah. maybe the most important thing that they should have been going for.
3: Well, so in the end, we're going to take a look at what happens with the negotiations. But the fact is they're having conversations. They're making outer offers. They're making counter offers. This is just the way this shit goes. So, you know, after a lot of silence and not a lot of movement, two days in a row is something. And so you can't negotiate if nobody puts anything out there, if you don't meet. Yeah. So we're there now. Let's kind of see what it plays out with. But the biggest mistake that was going to be made was to not have a season. Is that still potential? Yes. The other thing that I've mentioned before is that spring training, I mean, Marquee puts games on there now. Other networks put games on there. Mesa, uh, Arizona, and Florida really depend on that tourism dollar, and that obviously got hit the last couple of years. There's so many more people involved than just the players and owners. Now, I'm not saying that the players have to make all these concessions. I'm saying uh, there's a lot involved and losing another – Losing another season would have been – the death knell for baseball in my well, opinion.
1: and losing a spring training I think is a big problem too, especially for out there. And we saw how it was in 2020. Remember all the injuries that were up because guys were off their off their cycles, off of you know they they weren't their up. Their routine was different. Uh, you know that that was a huge problem in 2020. So you're going to want that again. You oh, let's have a season. Oh yeah, with a bunch of injured guys. I don't think it's going to work out. The thing that interests me the most about the, what the players are still sticking, uh, you know, kind of firm on, even though it's, you know, who knows if it's going to get stay firm, is the revenue sharing. That's what sharing. she said. <laughs> at this age. Well, uh, well uh, the, is the revenue sharing uh, that they want that to stop, that small market teams are not allowed to sit there and just collect the check and not build a team, but whatever, now and again when a bunch of prospects hit at once and it's all cheap. That's they want an end to that. And I like that. Now the thing that AKA the AKA
3: the Royals.
1: Yeah. The pirates, a lot of teams are doing it. Too many teams are doing it. That's the problem. And tanking to get the prospects in the first place. Is BS.
3: If you looked at the Royals, they had that, what was it? The best, we should have put that up there. Goddamn, all the things I should have done when I was, I don't know. But they had this, the la- The decade, how your team did during the decade. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it was funny because the Cubs were at 500 because they sucked in the first half and they did good in the second half, you know? So they were literally at 500. But the Royals were the third worst team, but they had two World Series in there, or two World Series appearances and one World Series win.
1: Yeah. Yeah, bet, better than the cubs did <laughs> so yeah i mean it, the i th- i feel, find the revenue sharing thing is really interesting because they're trying to make the game better and that will make the game more competitive if you can get rid of some of these tanking teams i think i think i'd rather see a bunch of teams play each other to just over 500 or just under five hundred hundred to watch them fight it out and because everybody would be so close in the standings you have now incentive to add that player or two at the trade deadline and, and there 's not an incentive for the tank I think that 's something they really have to do, and I like that the players are addressing it't I, I think the owners would keep everything how they the owners would keep everything exactly the same as it is right now if they could because exactly. it 's a good deal for them yes. and it 's the players that need to try to get something out of the owners this time. Um, but the owner said they're willing to lose the game. So that was a little disheartening, but that might just be a, a game of chicken there.
3: Yeah. That's a little saber rattling. That ain't nothing big. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, at least they're talking, I can't say that, uh, you know, I was totally disheartened. And, and in fact, I was just like, oh shit, I better get the rancher calendar done because, <laughs> oh no, I've, I've totally, it was like, ah, we're not starting to July. I got all the time in the world. And, uh, but, um. In the meantime, it is time for a quick one-minute commercial break. It's uh, how we pay the bills here at the Sun Ranto Show. If you're not a Patreon patron, become one. That's how we pay the bills. But we also sell T-shirts, so here's a commercial for Sun Ranto Swag. And in the meantime, hashtag chance into the chat. And your chance to win a chance postcard from me. Got chance here.
4: Do you like having sex? Me too. That's why I always wear my Sunranto swag shirts every time I'm looking to get some. It's the only t-shirt guaranteed to get you laid. Knock boots in your shankless shirt. Bump uglies in a ranter long sleeve. Ride the skin busted tuna town in a dabbing cubes fan shirt. Take gold one eye to the optometrist in your bull penis awesome attire or smash pissers in a spagog shirt. Sunranto swag shirts are just like people. There are many different sizes and colors to choose from. Plus, at Sunranto's Swag Store, you'll find Vincent's John Baker Day, designated hater and Matt Camberer drawn rally titty designs on everything from shirts and hoodies to baby onesies, bags, and hats. Go to sunranto.com slash swag and check out all the sexy styles guaranteed to get you laid. You'll be stuffing the soft taco in no time. sunranto.com slash swag guaranteed to get you laid. Wearing Sunranto swag products not guaranteed to get you laid. Sunrant's
1: swag is not responsible for your sexual life. Sunranto swag is for entertainment purposes only. Today's episode of the Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so... Go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink. Spelled like sportsdrink but without vowels. S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. No vowels. Sportsdrink. All we ask is that you close the door behind you because we're trying not to let the funk out. Son Ranto Show brought to you by Sportsdrink. Check them out Today. I got to pick myself up a designated hater hat and I'm going to buy one for you too, Michael, because you've just, you're going to literally die on that Hill. <laughs> and, oh my God. And he's going to be the last,
3: he's going to be the last one on the Hill.
1: <laughs> Him and
2: no, last no, I, won't. I won't. What's going to happen is everyone's going to be climbing that Hill. When if, if that, if, if the DH comes and it's one rule or if they get rid of the DH, it's one rule. It's going to ruin baseball. It will. It it, it will. There will be to no you. fucking point. Everybody to, else is going
1: to have a parade. It, it's
2: going to get rid of. It's going to get rid of an entire style of baseball play. Yeah, we have two styles, which you know. So people like their styles of baseball. They are going to lose people that way quicker than anything.
1: So, especially with COVID killing most of the people that care off. Josh, <laughs> D- that way.
3: Josh D writes, did they vote in one steroid user opposed to other steroid users just to take people's mind off the lockout and get them mad at something else? Good question, the Josh. Writers.
1: It's the writers this time. Like, is everybody just going to try to ruin baseball? Um, the reason I even brought up the DH was not to hear Michael's story about the DH again, but was to point out that big the first pure DH – has now been elected into the hall of fame in big poppy What? Uh, a allegations of bunch steroid of
2: bullshit
1: never quote unquote tested positive the never, same way sammy so
3: never tested positive yeah and well, that that's what pisses me off more than anything so the players agreed okay finally in like what 2002 2003 they finally, what, five, six years later said, hey, we may have a steroid problem. So basically they had everybody pissing cups and it was supposed to be completely anonymous, which of course MLB fucked up and uh, the Fed seized it. And then somehow five names got leaked off of what was called the Mitchell Report. The five names that were leaked were Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Sammy Sosa, uh, Big Poppy and uh, A-Rod. Those were the five names on the Mitchell Report. So Sammy Sosa and David Ortiz, both of them, the only time that they ever got popped for anything was for that Mitchell Report. They never failed the test. Uh, Sammy was near the end of his career. I think uh, Ortiz was more starting to peak. And uh, it really is laughable to think that David Ortiz is a first ballot, mind you, First ballot. Ryan Sandberg wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer. A first fucking ballot Hall of Famer. But Sammy Sosa did the exact same thing, and he can't even crack like thirty percent. It just absolutely pisses me off the way uh, that everybody copies. Danny,
2: read off that list you have of the guys. These are the guys that dropped off the list, right?
1: Yeah. These and here's who dropped off the list with Sammy, and there's some big names, uh, including. Barry Bonds, off the list.
2: Greatest Ro- player that we've ever seen.
1: Yeah, Roger Clemens, off the list. One of the greatest pitchers of his era, obviously. Tim Hudson and Curt Schilling, mostly dropping off the list for being a major asshole. Yep. Um. So and there, they've got that character clause in there. So they got a problem with Sammy. Here's the difference. And here's the only difference. is big poppy is big poppy, and everybody loves him no matter what he does the guy could what's the joke the guy could shoot the pope and then they what what is i'm going to say? that was the, the tom joke hanks out.
3: joke what yeah. what, did the, what did what did the nun do to tom hanks what did the
1: nun do to tom hanks but like to, it, they got it in for some guys they got it out for him and uh and big poppy is beloved he brought such joy to boston uh by winning bringing breaking the drought there and then you got sammy sosa out there, uh, you know, in his pink hat, acting crazy, uh, you know, it, living in Dubai. I think he has, like, four Tigers it, he lives with. It doesn't help
3: that the, that, that, that the owners of San Fran are very welcoming to Barry Bonds. Yeah. And, obviously, the owners of Boston are right. very welcoming to David Ortiz. And the Cubs owners are not advocating anything. They won't even invite the guy to sing the stupid stretch. Yeah, and yeah. so yeah. – it's it's a ridic it's, it's a disheartening fucking situation. That's about as simple as I can put it. Because Sammy helped save baseball. Sammy definitely was the only reason to watch the franchise in the nineties. Plus Kerry Wood later on. But it is it is just laughable. And and the big thing is when Sammy and Ortiz both got popped on that Mitchell thing. Sammy's career was coming close to an end, so he retired like a couple of years after that. So two thousand four happened. Yeah, he, then he he goes didn't have Baltimore, time to Texas.
2: He, he didn't have time to rebuild some goodwill.
3: And Ortiz clearly did. But I just put this in here. I went to baseball reference and looked at the similarity scores. So at the end of the day, which players was Sammy Sosa most statistically close to? And this is Bill James who came up with this system, one of the gurus of uh, every, any kind of sabermetrics. But this, this is the people most similar to Sammy Sosa. Jim Tomey, Mike Schmidt, Reggie Jackson, Ken Griffey Jr., Harmon Killebrew, Eddie Matthews, Mickey Mantle, Willie Stargell, Gary Sheffield, and Willie McCovey. The only one of those men not in the Hall of Fame is Gary Sheffield for being pot for steroids.
1: Yeah. So and that's it. So they gate, and I like what Little Yumper says here in the chat. I've been keeping an eye on the chat here. He says the writers had no issues voting for these guys for season awards, knowing that something was fishy. Can't be gatekeepers now. Also, Bud Selig is in, so it's stupid. Yeah, Bud Selig was. You know, you he, watched that. He's whole thing the happen. one
2: that allowed everybody to do the steroids. Here's I the like, thing. I, that...
1: I like what Josh says too. No one holds a grudge like a journalist. Oh yeah. <laughs>
2: For sure. No, everyone the going. thing that pisses me off the most about these things, it's it's not even Sammy. It's Barry Bonds for me, because look, oh, I get it. If if thing. you if you want to just say no steroid users are in, then okay, that's what you want. No steroid users are in. But if you're gonna let guys in who have used steroids, then Barry Bonds needs to be the first person in. He was the best player. And he started taking steroids basically because uh, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were taking steroids and doing all their shit. And he was Everybody. like, well, let me show you what happens when I do it. And he fucking dominated everyone. Like, he was the best player without steroids. He was a video game. On steroids
3: a lot of people have brought this up to me because I've made this point on Twitter after the Ortiz announcement well Sammy had the cork uh, it was in one bad in one game and and guys I'm gonna be a, I'm, I'm gonna tell a quick story time I don't know if we need the intro music or anything but nah. Story really time quick there but
1: enough. really quick
3: what ends up happening is I was at a Cubs convention and and it was Glenn Beckert and Ron, uh, Ron Santo, and they were roommates for years. So they used to bust each other's balls all the time. They were hilarious telling stories. But they were telling the story about the time that, uh, that Glenn Beckert realized that uh, Ron Santo was using something, uh, that was he was diabetic. And so they were roommates, and Santo never told anybody he was diabetic because he was scared if they found out, they would cut him, they would cut his pay, something. And so basically, Santo would take insulin, but like do it kind of like hiding all the time. And so they were in a hotel room one time, and uh, Santo didn't lock the door, didn't know Becker was in the room. Becker comes into the bathroom, and Santo's injecting himself with insulin. And all of a sudden, you know, Santo freaks out, closes the door... And one of the big things that, uh, that Santos, you know, what Beckard said is, look, Rumi, you're hitting 280, I'm hitting 230, give me whatever you're taking in there. <laughs> and so the point is, guys, you don't think any – how many of these guys Tip have the done something break. to cheat? Well, Something I mean, we're keep- going to
1: talk about it a little bit. It, it, kind of one of the more "quote unquote" fun segments that we're going to do tonight is some, some of the more criminal cubs. And uh, one of our cub heroes got popped for cocaine. Fergie Jenkins, you know, yeah. crossing the border, he, he had weed, he had hash. Like, dude, freaking party! You know what I and, mean? And that's what bothers this me. Is if- Fergie okay. Jenkins, you're listening to. <laughs> this one, this one, just, it was just in my face i was like oh i'm talking about Fergie's face is right in front of me right. the
3: character clause just seems to be used whenever you feel like it yep. big poppy you want to go through skeletons in his closet everyone remember him getting shot because he pissed oh, off yeah. some drug dealer in the dominican don't think that big poppy is some i don't give a him. shit i don't give a shit i can probably there's very few baseball players that have this good character that you think they do. Very few. I think Chris Bryant literally watches Disney Channel. I think Ben Zobrist is a really good guy. Those are names off the top of my head, but the major Sandberg was a pretty good guy. But the yeah, majority but of the guys Chris,
2: Chris Bryant, Bryant goes is- to those websites that have all the Disney princesses Maybe. getting screwed by like monsters. So but I'm just telling you, know, you- it's still okay. Disney, but
3: a lot of these guys, the way they treat women, the things that they do on after hours, the drugs, the cheating—it's you. If you're not, if you're gonna do a character clause, you're gonna you can just put the uh, Hall of Fame in a bathroom. If you're gonna apply that standard.
5: Um,
1: did you know that I I, di- I just realized that I, we can have background music on the show. It's a brand new. Okay.
2: Yeah, but but will
1: 30, thirty minute dance party
2: right? But will YouTube kick us off?
1: No, I believe it's uh, royalty-free. Okay, Dance party over. Look, we got acoustic cinematic. Oh, we're going to play with these uh, later on. Um, No, I I think the thing that I'm disappointed about is the guys that drop off the ballot. I think I'm saying the same thing as you are, Michael, and Crawley, is that if you're going to let one guy in, with the rumors and whatever tip of the iceberg kind of situation, then you've got to let them all in. And I don't know what their plan is with that, but the inconsistency that these guys vote with and, and the fact that it's the writers at all, like the problem for me is hall of fame. It's supposed to have this aura about it it's like the museum of baseball it's like the wizard of oz emerald city and the you know you got to drive through like upstate new york to get there and fly into a small airport and then you go there and it's this small cooperstown where it was baseball was found it's supposed to have this lore and this kind of crap is just it's over it's over there and- is no baseball hall of fame anymore it's all just a big old nft uh, in the sky
3: and again you're taking a look at east coast writer bias and that's what irritates me as well and it's the same thing that kept so it's the same thing that came kept ron santo out is that the east coast writers hated him and he hated them in return and they kept them out so it's just a bunch of crap
1: well here's a here's more crap that's getting that's happening uh robot umpires are coming to triple a which I mean, not—it's hard to surprise me. I was a little surprised. I was like, "Triple A—that's like pretty far up." Um, Albuquerque Isotopes, Charlotte Knights, El Paso Chihuahuas, uh, the Oklahoma City Dodgers, uh, which I know we have some friends that live out there in Oklahoma. Lots of Cub fans out there. Uh, uh, unfortunately, no—I don't think any Cubs teams. I'm not seeing Sugarland Skeeters.
3: No, the I mean, Cubs teams are not. It's more like I think West Southwest.
1: Yeah, so uh, Robot Umpires, it's happening. And I watched a couple things on it. And, um, you know, for the most part, the umpires are kind of sad about it because the game's literally taken out of their hands, the balls and strikes. And, uh, but it's that's pretty high up to come. I think the players want this for certain. Uh, The umpires probably don't want it, but there's only like 75, 80 of them. They don't have a lot. And they're all
3: 75 and 80 years old. (laughs)
1: That's (laughs) the
3: issue. Here, here's the thing that bothers me with umpires. I didn't have a problem. Um, I, I go to umpire arbitrator and during the season, I, I, I put up the scores for all the umpires. I just kind of retweet them all the time and just kind of make little comments. There are some umpires that are damn good at calling balls and strikes. And there are a few that are absolutely fucking awful. And the fact of the matter is, is that if you're, to me, I don't know why they don't use that as a basis to determine who gets to be the home plate ump. I don't, I don't, I don't see the need to rotate if you suck, to be honest. If you can't call balls and strikes, then you shouldn't be behind home plate. But it's this constant belief that all these umpires get a turnaround home plate. Every every other job in the world, every
2: other job in the world does that. If you're good at something, Danny, you're in a band. Like the other guys aren't singing.
1: Yeah, and if they were <laughs> yeah. like, Danny, go play drums, we would be a shitty band. Yeah, you know, exactly. It, it reminds me of like when I worked at Burger King. You know, it's like they they meet all the kids. We're all like 14, 15 years old. We suck at everything. And they're like, you, you know how to talk. You do the register. Uh, yep. You, nobody wants to look at you. So you're going to be way in the back by the making chicken <laughs> sandwiches. Maybe we'll let you come out to clean when everybody's gone." You right. know, what I mean, <laughs> everybody gets. I'm just saying that's that's how you you don't let everybody do everything is what I'm saying. You know, it's yeah. just
3: a, it's 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 so dumb. And and like I said, and I think uh, uh Twitter uh, sites like uh, umpire, arbitrator, and others would show it. And now you had like statistical data. You're like, okay, here's this. Now I can see which pitches. Yeah, that was a bad call. And they would rate the worst calls. And then you'd be like, man, that was you know, awful. I remember one time an umpire had a great game, but he had two bad calls versus Chris Bryant at like a critical time at the same at bad. You're like, oh, but, but I think that there's a lot of umpires that, uh, you know, like I said, you got to just literally, and and honestly, I'm not as big into the young guy, old guy argument. Just show me the numbers. I don't give a shit if you're 90 or you're 25. If you can call 98% of balls and strikes, correct. You can go behind home plate. Yeah. the numbers
1: are bad too. They're 10 percent wrong on, on average. 10 yeah. percent incorrect
3: calls. Mm, yeah I, I, it, it was like six percent.
1: No it, I mean there are some I mean there's a wild swing and it's like what they're I mean I, I just read somewhere. I read 10 percent somewhere, right it
3: was, ba- it's
2: basically an- what'm I'm, what I'm hearing Crawley say though, and the things that and, and I think he's right, there are other things you can fix before you go to robo-umps like you don't it's like uh you know this uh, i I can't think anything right now but yeah the uh, the whole the idea that you have to just go to well let's just get rid of them all together you don't need to do that there are ways there are certain umps that are good at this thing they should be you know and guys who are bad at it shouldn't be there Some of these guys should just not be there anyway. And I know what you're saying about old and young, but in general, old people don't
1: see as well. Yeah, but they know more, and you know, and the thing of that. Oh, that's a that's fucking debatable. Half
3: yeah, these I know, I know, don't I know, know any rules, rules out about there. The, yeah, I agree. What I would say is though that the need for robot umps comes as as play, as catchers got better at framing, mm-hmm. and that made it really really and difficult. Pitchers, it it, it fools play. the eye, very tricky.
1: And pitchers are live off the corner. Now, the thing, the sad thing that I've heard pitchers talk about in interviews I saw was that you know if if you're like. Greg Maddox or Kerry Wood in the Kerry Wood game is a prime example. They're <laughs> yep. like, he's getting calls. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not a nice day out there. He's getting calls because the ump, he could fool the ump too. And that's part of the artistry of pitching is fooling everybody, fooling the batter to swing at a bad pitch. You know? So now if if you know, if you don't get that relationship, it's like, well, I'm going to live on this corner. I'm going to live on this corner. And then I might get that one call a little bit off. Well, now you're not going to get that call because it is literally outside, but it will be, if you just touch a little bit of the black, that should be called a strike. Cause that is the rule. So yep. that's and, interesting too. So you're going to learn how to pitch that way instead.
2: And and what you're, and what you're saying is right. You, you, they're taking the artistry out of the game. They're think they're, they're bit, by bit by bit, they're taking the human element out of the game, and and I'm not going to argue about like oh, human always needs to be in there. There are there are I'm just saying there are things that can be done. But you're right, Danny. They're taking the artistry out. Pretty soon, the I mean, why not just put a basket behind a fucking plate? You don't need a guy back there if uh, if he's not doing anything except for catching the ball. Anybody can do that job. The catcher's a big fucking deal. But now, like, you're taking away a major piece of his game. I like some, you know, like, like a piece like that qu- if you actually pay attention and you're not like, well, I didn't see a home well, run I today, know, but so I didn't like baseball. You can like the fucking pitching and the framing. That's good stuff.
1: Yeah, it's good stuff. But at the same time, when they get it wrong at really critical moments, it is really frustrating. The question is, do you enjoy that? Do you enjoy screaming and throwing your TV out the window?
2: No, but there are, like I said, there are ways that you can, I mean, fuck, they're already letting them challenge shit. The you best, know, um, anytime they fucking want, you get five challenges a game for dumb shit on the place. Let them challenge a call in, in a specific spot you know like-
3: i would say though that when you look at the umpires that scored best they scored they were accurate about 97 to 98% of the time okay the best one. that's about as as fair as you can get and if you yeah. like if you were like the shittiest umps like your angel hernandez is you were right ninety percent of the time, so you were wrong that ten percent of the I, time.
1: I saw some games that were like eighty six from some of those dudes, like some that famous was, uh, ones, because you would tweet, retweet them. I'm like, oh, woof, eighty six percent, and just and just those egregious calls. And listen, everybody's going to make mistakes. Even like a good ump is going to make some mistakes like that. You would get tired, you missed it, you zoned out, like whatever happened there, it, it's going to happen.
3: Or you're, be- your or you're
1: just bad at your job. But it's not—it's not an easy job. I think being a home plate umpire, looking at that many pitches, I think it's physically taxing and it's—it's it's mentally taxing. But the—the uh, the problem to me is—is is like you know, when you take out, how, how do I want to put this? When you take out the human element of the sport and you replace it with something automated then why aren't I just watching a video game? Like, why aren't, why, this is like, you know, I I never understood like why children like watch other kids play video games on YouTube. I'm like, wouldn't you rather just play yourself and it's fun to play video games? No, I'm going to watch people play these games so I can get better at the game when I play, you know. So I, but I just don't understand like why you wouldn't want to watch humans. Like, isn't that the point of sports? Anyhow, on that uh, note, I'm going to say uh, hashtag chance in the chat, okay? And then you could have a chance to win this, uh, this chance. And we're going to take it to commercial real quick, and we'll be right back. Um, just, it's all about Sunranto uh, shopping. If you're like most Americans, you buy shit. Lots of shit. Sometimes you buy shit for other people. Sometimes you buy shit for yourself. And sometimes you buy shit you have to buy just to stay alive. So why not buy shit through the Sunranto affiliate? Links at sunranto.com shopping. We've got tons of shit you can buy. Go to sunrentro.com, click on the shopping link, then click our ads and buy shit. We've got Amazon. They've got tons of shit. But you can also buy MLB shit, NBA shit, NFL shit, Fans Ed shit, Southwest Airlines shit, Fanatic shit, Reebok shit, Wine of the Month shit, Beer of the Month shit, Bear Mattress shit, StubHub shit, Lid shit, Sports Memorabilia shit, Volcanica Coffee shit, Vibrator shit, Condom shit, Bag shit, NHL shit, and Audible Membership shit. There's a whole lot of shit that that can help the Sun Ranto Show stay on the air so we can keep talking shit. So buy shit today through sunranto.com shopping. Thanks. Cubs Jesus thinks you're the shit. This episode of the Sun Ranto Show was brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers, who we call the Super Ranters. Who are the Super Ranters, you ask? Well... The Super Ranters have their own Sun Ranto RSS feed, and they get the show early and ad-free delivered right to their inbox or podcatcher. Super Ranters get bonus content, like the recording of tonight's post-show conversation. They get exclusive access to the Super Ranters' Facebook page and private Discord channel, which we plan on using a ton this season. Our Patreon patrons, they're eligible for all of our SunRanto contests like the Super Ranter of the Month and SunRanto Scavenger Hunts. At the $5 level, Super Ranters get to hear all my Cubs parody songs and download them before the rest of the world. $10 Super Ranters are recognized by name at the end of our live shows and will have access to our Cubs daily show starting this coming season. Details on that to come. Twelve dollars gets you the Rancher calendar, and you can even place an advertisement about anything you want at some of the higher levels. Super Ranchers—they even get access to our show notes and the pics and videos we use to produce the live show. Comes in real handy during the season if you want to know about the pitching matchups and the stuff we looked up. Plus, and this is important, ten percent. Of all of the Patreon money goes directly to the Lost Boys Baseball Club, which uses baseball to help decrease violence and improve the social conditions for young people in Chicago. Because it is one of Sunranto's main missions to serve our community, and that's how we do it. It's how you do it when you subscribe. Here's the thing it costs money. And lots of time to produce a great Cubs fan show. And frankly, a penny a download from podcast advertisers like gambling syndicates and dick pill companies is not enough to keep the Sunranter show on the air. We've got hosting fees, streaming fees, equipment that we have to buy, tickets, beer, batteries, guitar strings. It all adds up. So become a super ranter at patreon.com. Forward slash Sunranto and become a part of our Patreon family for the 2022 season and help us produce the Sunranto Show. Final plea if you'd buy each one of us a $12 beer at Wrigley Field for just performing the Sunranto Show for you, then join us at the $3 level. It's that simple. Three bucks a month, we each get a beer at Wrigley patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto. Don't make me say it again. If you subscribe today, you'll never have to hear me ask you to become a Patreon patron or a super ranter again. So stop making me waste your time. Sign up for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com forward slash sunranto. Please join today. Today's episode of the Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so... Go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink. Spelled like sportsdrink but without vowels. S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. No vowels. Sportsdrink. Um, all we ask is that you close the door behind you because we're trying not to let the funk out. Son Ranzo Show brought to you by Sportsdrink. Check them out today. Well, um, unfortunately, uh, guys, in this next segment, I, I want to point out that there is a brand new winner for the worst person who ever put on a Cubs uniform. And that is, uh, Sergio Mitre. And there he is, uh, who I, how I wanted him to be pictured on the show, which is in handcuffs with a black light over his eyes. Um, uh, and, um,
3: Anyway where, where, where's the, where, where are the guns? Are we ready to shoot? Where's the firing squad? I'm ready. Give him a cigarette. Let's end this.
1: Yeah, seriously. I mean this guy is just I mean, it couldn't get worse. I don't even want to say what he did, uh, but I will say what he did. He raped and killed a toddler. And I can't think of I can't think of anything worse. I can can you think of anything worse? No. I really can't. So congratulations, Sergio. Uh, I hope you get buried under the jail that you're now living in for hopefully just a couple of moments. But um, I, I thought to myself, and so I texted uh, you guys. And I said, hey, can you think of – I'm like, he's the worst cub of all time, right? And you guys are like, absolutely. That's the worst shit I've ever heard in my life. But we're, we got to talking about other cubs that had done rotten shit and other terrible cubs – Throughout uh, the history of our our franchise, and he, who do you think he dethroned? Because in my opinion, it's Milton Bradley.
3: Absolutely, yeah. I think uh, M- Milton Bradley, like like I said, just on the field, off the field, the guy was an uh, absolute lunatic. The fact, I, I it's okay. really uh, I <clears throat> again, again the, the, we did the story time with Crawley about the tale of the Billy Goat, and I asked Jim Hendry why would you sign Milton Bradley over Bobby Abreu or uh, Raul Abanez when you needed a lefty? I just knew that mentally Milton Bradley was just a nut job. I remember him in Oakland. Somebody yelled at him and he's throwing like uh, stools out into the stands and like winging them and hitting kids with the shit and stuff. The guy was in, he has real anger issues. And they knew
1: that because he had gone to anger management with the Dodgers. I was reading all about him. He was with like seven, eight different teams. Could never catch on every, everywhere. They were always trying to get rid of him because he was obviously poison. And then he was their hallmark signing that offseason. That was that supposed management. to take
3: the Cubs over the edge because they lacked left-handed hitting. They had everything. They had Aramis. The the they had Lee. And, yeah, put him down the wrong end.
1: Yeah, 2013 – Received a sentence of 32 months in prison, 52 weeks of anger management. And then um, he didn't get convicted of this, but his wife died very young, like in her 30s of basically, I don't know what, a cryptogenic uh, cirrhosis of the liver, which I think is a new Bitcoin. I'm not sure.
2: I was yeah, uh, cryptogenics.
1: I, uh, I bought I four of those for $27,000. I mean, anyway, he went to jail for abusing her and then she died. So put two and two together. And then he got convicted again in 2018. So he continues. I mean, I don't know. He's still alive. Like he actually might do something worse than uh, Mitre. I mean, I don't it, think it, he tops
3: Mitre. No.
1: Well, I don't think you can unless, yeah, because I don't think he'll do that. He'll do a lot of shit, but he won't do that. Um, so, then, are you are you doing
3: a little tribute to meatloaf right there?
1: But he won't do that.
3: Oh, God.
1: <laughs> and then I, I I looked up and I forgot about this because it actually happened in 2020. Like talk about having a bad 2020. Uh, the uh, Jesus Camargo Corrales uh, he got convicted uh, recently. Uh, the the rest was in 2020. Uh, 21 pounds of meth and uh, oxycodone pills. And he's going to be living in Colorado for a while. The Supermax. Helps
3: if you yeah. pay your players.
1: Yeah, exactly. If they, I think we brought that up at the time. We're like, yeah. well, if you just would pay minor leaguers more, they don't have to be selling meth on the side.
2: Oh, yeah. That's okay. Now that's I remember. Really they found it. Yeah, They, yeah, they found it at, like, at spring training in a
1: – Yeah. Driving-
2: Issued
3: duffel bag or
2: something.
1: Yeah,
3: it was a Cubs-issued
1: duff- duffel bag. It's, the, <laughs> it's a great picture. I, I – I've tweeted it out earlier. It's, yeah, it's I re- didn't
2: remember that it's until. Uh,
1: bag and then it's like bricks and bricks of meth. And it's just like, oh, you don't want to be associated with, uh, associated with that. And then, of course, there was uh, Mark Grace and uh, his trip to Pink Underwear Land and Judge Arapayos. That was a drunk driving charge. Of course, he's continued to kind of cancel himself. I kind of think we haven't heard the last of Mark Grace, though.
3: I, I don't think there should be any reason to not hear Mark Grace. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and then, uh, beloved cub, here he is out in front of the court, uh, Fergie Jenkins. And I didn't, and I, I i know I had read this story before, uh, but uh, correct me if, uh, if I get any of this wrong. But he apparently had $500. He got arrested in Canada. So that probably helped him out a little bit because he is Canadian. And um, he got uh, at Exhibition Stadium, which I believe is where the Blue Jays used to play. Or, or is that where the uh, Expos used to play, right?
2: Yeah, expo expo, yeah, expo is short for exposition and yeah. exhibition, exposition, yeah, yeah. All I think part so. of that. anyway.
1: That's where pair. he was. That's where he was when he got arrested. Uh he had five hundred bucks worth of co- cocaine, marijuana and hashish, because you gotta have something to come down from that, all that cocaine. And uh, <laughs> then uh, and then Buey, Bowie Kuhn, easier for me to say, the commissioner at the time, permanently suspended Fergie Jenkins. Did you know that? permanently suspended, but it was uh, an arbitrator walked that all back and uh, he was back in state it reinstated that year. And then the judge, he just discharged all the the uh, the charges against Jenkins. Because some of the evidence had gone missing. <laughs>
2: oh man!
3: There was a, there was a there was a party at the precinct that night. And just to let you know, none of that was in Marquis Fergie Jenkins' documentary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's why. See, that's why I don't subscribe. Because if they had shows like that, I'd I'd be all into it. Like baseball, true crime. Um, there was uh, you texted me uh, Williams Perez who accidentally shot and killed his pitching coach. But that was really more of an accident. But he was arrested for the murder in Venezuela. Uh, Austin wrote in, the Blue Jays played at Exhibition Stadium for a time, I guess, because he got arrested when he was with the Rangers. Yeah. Um, and then this is my – this is the last one. And I say the last because it's like kind of the sickest. Now, I barely remember this guy being on the Cubs. But Chad Godin, Uh, he was that part was. of that 2000. I, I believe – where did we get him from, the Twins or something? We, get, we needed a guy, and they went and got righty Chad Godan for the bullpen down the stretch. I think it's 08, right? I think. Sounds about right. Yeah. Well, that's his mugshot because later on, I, I think, uh, who was he playing with it? The, oh, Giants when this went down. All right. Listen to what he did. Godin appeared to be drunk when uh, he approached a 23-year-old woman lying on a gurney at a Desert Springs hospital. In Las Vegas. So he's at a hospital drunk. And he, he's like, he calls her gorgeous. And he touched her face and breast. So he, you know, sexually assaulted her. And then uh, he refused the paramedic's request to leave the woman alone. Gowden got restrained by the hospital security. Police arrived. He was yelling profanity. And they arrested his ass. And there he is. Dude, who fucking picks up women on a gurney? Like, what the fuck? Chad, yeah. Well, I he mean, played in twenty four games and in two thousand eight. Hospital, Danny. What?
2: <laughs> I what? mean, that's that's the question. It's like clearly he was there for a reason. He's like,
1: you know, where I pick up chicks. Yeah, I get drunk and you- I go to the hospital. Yeah, t- twenty four get-
3: games he pitched in two thousand eight.
1: Well, and that was it. I I kind of remembered him a little bit more than that, but uh, but two thousand eight was a year I had hoped so.
3: And from Oakland. Is where he came – where he was transferred oh, from. Oakland,
1: all right. Yeah, so I remember nothing except for his name, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um, all right, I, let me just uh, real quick try to sell you my new NFTs. Now, listen, I know you guys are down on this, but I have a new idea. I actually put these for .002 F, and that was like $5.64 in F the other day. Now it's a bargain. It's only because F went down, so now – it's good thing you didn't buy it because it would have gone down in price. Now it's only four dollars, but I've I've got Cup Snaker. I'm making trading cards, people. Danny, art only goes up in value. <laughs> That's what I've been told. <laughs> I'm seeing these stories, guys. People are making hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions even, selling NFTs, and I want a piece of it. So I'm making Cup Snaker baseball cards. I'm gonna put this one up. I actually added music to this one. Check this one out. Uh, yep. Uriah underage. I like it. Yes. Yeah. Born five thirteen, two thousand two, 2002 to me from Cacal. Uriah recently started shaving and um, enjoys Victoria's Secret catalogs. And so who doesn't? He, so those those are his uh, those are his um, uh, stats back there. And uh, there he is there holding a, a snake, cub style. Is his shirt, Carl? You got to have that shirt, right? The cub
3: style. That looks I, like an old I style probably shirt. do somewhere. I got the drunk chicks dig me one with the the different chickens that are all buzzed. But I, I <laughs> he, he's got a position.
1: <laughs> he's right in the middle of the snake there, just as it curves around. So he's actually officially a a, uh, a plastic pivoter. I called him. So that's his position on the team. And I got this guy. I Forgot to add. I didn't add music to this one because I got the idea later. This is my first one. This is Malachi Middlestack. He's a center cup. And you can see the picture of him there. He's kind of contemplating his life. He was born in 1998 on September 6th in Barrington. Malachi, he recently inherited $22,000 in Philip Morris stock from his grandma and plans on selling it to buy F coin. So that's and He's the first in the series. So I have two for sale. I've got more coming, people. So, So, Danny, these nft is that
2: not for trade these are baseball cards these are baseball cards and they're not for
1: trade they're they're for purchases so you, you can purchase them and then put them back for sale on the open sea, which is where i got them listed OpenSea.io. the collection is called cup snakers and uh it only costs you a little bit of coin, which is going down every day so uh i would say oh, buy it now yeah. and in it's like holding basically these baseball cards will hold value in the digital space is what I'm trying to tell people.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, Austin (laughs) Kaker says Chad Goddan came over in the rich Harden deal. That is correct. Traded by the Oakland athletics, Chad Goddan and rich Harden to the Cubs. So rich Harden was the centerpiece for the Cubs as they were in an epic battle with the Brewers Uh, for Josh Donaldson, Sean Gallagher, Thunder, Matt Merton, and Eric Patterson, Corey's brother.
1: That was a fun year. I remember at that time, that was the best Cubs team I had ever seen in my adult life, anyway. So, few few announcements here. Um, we got the weight loss competition going. I've been uh, posting this around, but there's a Google Doc. You add yourself to it. We're all losing weight together. Um, you know, it, it, we're going to opening day or what it should be. At Wrigley Field is the five, is a Monday. That's the final day of the weight loss competition. What are, what are we going to give people? And uh, last time we gave them an L flag for losing the most weight, right? That's yeah, the, it, it, it was like
2: a poster sort of flag. I'm thinking uh, we could do like a T-shirt, like fly the L T-shirt. All
1: right. I don't I don't know if that's a real popular thing to wear around Wrigley Field, but yeah. <laughs> right, I was well, well, we, you know,
2: I mean, or we, we'll I mean, we do this a,
1: idea. We'll, we, we, <laughs>
2: we uh, you know, fly the L t-shirt, but, it you know, it has it says like Sunranto weight loss, blah, blah, blah. I was saying the the oh, person who a, gains weight gets a fly the W.
1: <laughs> no, they get a for weight F. Loss. They get a fl- fly the F for being fat. <laughs> fly the flab. <laughs> fly the flab. This is what I'm flying right. I've already fly a flat flag. flag. Say that uh, dude, Artie
2: I'm says back. he had to actually go buy a scale so he could participate.
1: I mean you could always use, on the, with, use the one at the post office. That's what's what I going do.
3: on with uh, yeah, the Steve Goodman post <laughs> office. What's going on at Trapdoor Theater?
1: Yeah, uh, we open next Thursday, uh Trapdoor Theater, the martyrdom of Peter Ohay. I'm dropping another link in the chat right now. Uh it's it's a fun, like circusy show. It's only an hour long. Uh, our good Cardinal fan who comes on, uh, Dennis, who comes on and talks about Cubs Cardinals, he's the lead, and he does a great job. He's an awesome actor, and you guys should come see it. Uh, you can; It's running for six weeks, and from Thursdays through Saturdays. Thursdays are two for one, if that's something that you'd be interested in. But uh, you go to com forward slash events, and uh, you can find us right there. That's theater with an R-E, all like fancy style, you know. And uh, tonight, after the show, you can join us for a couple more weeks on the Spotify Green Room app. Um, February 7th, we actually have a new partnership with the show. It's called ColorCast. And you can uh, just look that up. Google that. It's C-O-L-O-R-C-A-S-T. It's only for Apple right now, unfortunately, but they're working on that um it's just a new uh we are on the sports drink network there they had a deal with spotify that is now over we're going to continue to use it because that's where you guys follow us but please download the color cast app and follow sun ranto show on there because and it seems like now we could actually even um schedule our shows is what it seems we'll be able like to, it, it
2: it seems like it. it looks like a much better uh a much better app Schedule the shows you'll be able to actually find the shows. I think that's part of what kept the numbers down going over there is just it's it was too hard to find you yeah. know like when you went on at the right time it was
1: tough but well, we're gonna see in about t- five minutes how good it how good our green room works tonight and um, the other thing I wanted to bring up is that it is the end of the month. And uh, because of that, uh, we're gonna be giving away uh, to one of our Patreon supporters. That's only only Patreon supporters, and it's really kind of got to be somebody in the United States because one time somebody won that was in Australia, and it cost me like thirty five dollars to send them like <laughs> a five dollar thing. And I was like, "Well, that's I'm like worried. seven more-
3: Patreons, <laughs> yeah." And I'm like, "Exactly."
1: I'm like, "Well, there's the point of a contest if it's not gonna help me." So um, anyway, I'm giving away this Javi Bias Funko Pop that was actually uh, donated by ranter and Patreon supporter Artie Boucher. And um, if you want to become a Patreon supporter, uh, you should do it at Patreon.com/slash/sunranto, and you could win this um, this uh, Funko Pop. And
2: you'll you'll choose that on the next show, right, Danny?
1: Yeah, next show because I think we should be into February by then. So I'll choose. Yeah. We will be. Yeah,
2: but they only have till the thirty first to get in for this one. So make sure you get out there if you want to join the Patreon. Get on there before the thirty first so that you have a shot for this uh, Javi Baez Funko Pop.
1: Yeah, and thank you to all our our current Patreon supporters for trying to win the goddamn thing. So uh, now some uh, sad news: Uh, we lost the Bleacher Bum, and uh, I know Crawley's got some pictures. Uh, of George uh, Wiseman because he uh, was a fellow ring bearer with you. Yeah, uh,
3: George Wiseman, this is a picture of him many, many years ago with a very young Wayne Messmer. Uh, George Wiseman was the definition of a Cubs fan and a bleacher bum. Um, he was a military veteran. He served uh, in Vietnam. And uh, Agent Orange caused him to end up developing cancer of his jaw. So later on in life, he lost his uh, lower And so, um, a lot of times he would write people notes. He always had a notepad that he would write his notes on and he would always have a cowbell because that's how he would, you know, make noise when exciting things would happen during the game. Uh, this is George and I at Cubs convention. Uh, I don't even remember how long ago that was. And then, um, he was a ring bearer. He was one of 20 chosen by Justin Grimm. Um, And this is a picture of all of us waiting back, George, to the left, right over here. There's me right over here. But, uh, you know, anybody that is a a true bleacher bum knew George, knew what a kind-hearted person that he was, knew what a great fan the Cubs did. The Cubs actually are going to be um, sending something to the funeral, uh, to the wake, which is going to be this Sunday. So uh, rest in peace, George, an absolute wonderful man and a great uh, Cub fan.
1: Yeah, R.I.P., man. Uh, yeah, he's a cool guy, uh, left field bleachers, saw him just about every day and mm-hmm. um, rip So um in, in, well, happier news, I'm gonna give away a postcard right now. Uh, chance for a chance, hashtag chance in the in the um, chat there and you can win a postcard from me. and uh, let's let's pick this sucker. First, I gotta share my screen, right That's how this works, right? so we can all see. Who is the winner? So, according to this, there's only seven entries, but I think it's probably more than that. Okay. Can you guys all see that?
2: It's all good. Uh, We can.
1: All right. Here we go. Oh, eight entries. Okay. I'm going to let the last ones in. Uh, Do a capital C just in case. Capital C-H-A-N-C-E. Chance for a chance. Win a postcard. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Blast off. Oh, there's more than five people in there, or eight. Here we go. And the winner is... Artie Boucher, Boucher wins again. That's a second win for Mr. Artie Boucher. Wow. Congratulations. This guy's going to be my pen pal. <laughs> that, I mean, I, I won't expect uh, anything back. So let me, let me screenshot that winner, Artie Boucher. Congratulations. could happen to been a nice guy. Nice, he's going to win that Funko Pop, too. I mean, I'm going to send it back to him.
2: He has been very lucky at a lot of these
1: uh, ranter giveaways. Yeah, yeah, he really has been. <laughs> well, he participates. That'll that, that that'll get you everywhere. You you got to get in if you want to win. Yep, that's what the lottery says. So, um, <laughs> before we go on green room, does anybody have any TFCs they'd like to share? Uh,
2: I do, but I I want to. This is my first one. Josh D says hashtag rigged. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first TFC right there.
1: Yeah, it could be. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how this giveaway tool works. Really, I'm. Haven't looked into the uh, ones and yeah. zeros of it.
2: Well, I have one here. I'll start. It's, uh has to do with the Hall of Fame and Sammy Sosa. Uh, Grinch 21188235 says, Sammy Sosa even tried cosplaying a white man to get in. This shit is fucked up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think he was exactly a... White man in this picture, but sure, he's kind of pink in that pink. picture. He's a little pink. I think it's the hat. It's like it's like when you wear a blue sweater. The hat in the and the yeah. shirt. Yeah,
2: and also the pink skin. Yeah. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, That's A, yeah. Uh, a
3: friend picture. of the show, Full Count Tommy, put this up, and it gave me a good chuckle. How is Tommy? I haven't seen yeah. Tommy in a long time. Makes me laugh really hard that the head of the owners group in negotiation is the dumbest owner in the league. Martin Michael Cotton, can you tell everybody who the dumbest owner of the league is from? Oh my God! I no. The Colorado Rockies owner is in charge of the owners' of negotiations. Oh
2: my lord, I did not know that, but yeah, I, <laughs> you caught me by surprise. But give me a little bit, and I I would have come up with. Uh, I was going to
3: say Artie too, but I thought if I said Artie's name, it would have totally given it away. But yeah. Uh, the head of the owner's group in negotiations is literally the dumbest owner in the league. You, could, you couldn't have asked for a stupider person to represent you. Well, my
1: TFC is is kind of me because uh, one of the reasons that our uh, martyrdom of Peter O'Hane, I'll put the flyer up there, one of the – and you see Dennis right there in the middle on the top um, – so uh, one of the reasons the show got shut down is because uh, Dennis got COVID. And so we all had to go home and wait for Dennis to not have COVID anymore. And then we all came back. Everybody's recovered. Nobody has COVID. Now we're going to open next Thursday. So we're in good shape. But that day, Dennis didn't have a test. So I drove him one over. And we were texting back and forth. I'm like, be there in five. I'm going like, to well, let me know if you need anything. And he's like, and Dennis goes, fuck, man. Thank you again. This is after I already knew he tested positive. Fuck, man. Thank you again for bringing that over. I thought for sure there's no way I got it. But here we are. And I texted him back. People from St. Louis are just weaker than Chicagoans. It's okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he's (laughs) he's vaccinated and he's had COVID twice now.
1: Yeah, he's triple. He's got three (laughs) shots, two COVID. I'm like, dude, St. Louis, like you guys just are not strong people. I don't know what to tell you. He
2: needs to quit going down and licking the arch.
4: Yeah. He's just
2: <laughs> licking the arch. You would pay. hanging out in that little park.
1: <laughs> you you would you would think that he would have better immunity to things from living around all those diseased people down there in Missouri. You just would think. So uh we're join us on the Patreon or Patreon app uh, join us on the Green Room app directly after the show. Um, but thanks for uh, everybody that watched tonight. And uh, we're going to catch you again next week. Not sure of the timing we do open next week. We're going to figure out when we're going to come at you. It might be another weird time, but just we'll let you know ahead of time. It's but, the uh, off season. What
2: else are you doing? You just not, looking out the window and waiting
1: for spring. They're buying NFTs from me is what they're doing. Cause they're so bored. So uh uh, buy my cup snake, uh, cup snaker NFTs, and here's cup snake guy Spagog. See you on green room.
3: Spagog.
4: Spagog.
1: Took the train from Barrington to get drunk and have some fun in the bleachers. Fireballs at Cubby Bear with his friends. He doesn't care. If he's late. He boos and screams and cheers and he pounds a dozen beers in the bleachers. But the highlight of his day was when he made a cup snake. They piled it high and piled it higher. Left field sucks came from the choir. They stacked those cups for 27 rows. How beautifully built those cups were Till a mean red-shirted usher Said, buddy, I think it's time to go He's the cup's guy Chases Jägermeister with the Mai Tai but the best part of the game was stacking cups up in the night He's a cup snake guy. Well, he came to see the Cubs, but instead he's stacking cups in the bleachers. He was too drunk by the fourth to care about the score of the game. But he's reaching for the sky Heaping cups up super high in the bleachers Worth a hundred bucks he paid To get drunk and make a cup snake Everything felt so fantastic Holding his pillar of plastic A monument to Wrigley's drunken fans Spit raining showers From the massive Slobber tower Thank God they gave up Cups instead of cans He's a cuffs Day Guy Gonna lose His Terrio Jersey tonight And the best part of Stacking cups up in the night He's a cup snake guy He's from the suburbs and he's usually white And the best part of the game Was stacking cups up in the night
4: Cup.
1: Right now on the Patreon podcast feed of our show, Super Ranters will hear the recording of our Wild and Wooly post-show discussion with the Ranters and Cup fans just like you. It's just another perk we give our Super Ranter patrons who help produce the Sunranto show by subscribing at patreon.com forward slash sunranto. For as little as $1 a month, you can become a Super Ranter and enjoy all the benefits bonus content like tonight's post show conversation, early and ad free listening, music, show notes, and more. Check it out at patreon.com forward slash sunranto. Please subscribe today and support independent live Cubs podcasting. Hurrah!
6: The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, The ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at
5: Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences.
0: Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's com slash Wondery.
6: What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? (laughs) Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard,